Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 377 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about how to handle social media overwhelm, bringing you five actionable, tangible, tactical steps, but as always, doing it with the most compassion that I can. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ! Gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro-fied. Three, two, one. Hello, my podcast people, and shout out to all of you for choosing to hang out with me. It's not lost on me. You're busy. You got things to do. You could spend your attention anywhere and you choose to tune in. And most of you are listening at 1x because I'd be speaking so quickly. And I appreciate that. So today I'm going to chat about something that is near and dear to my heart, the old Instagram. A lot of stuff has been going on and I realize that there, you know, concurrently with that is a ton of social media overwhelm. And so I wanted to discuss that and throw out some of my suggestions on how to handle social media overwhelm. You know, I was strategic and specific in not saying prevent it because, you know, overwhelm is part of a feeling. And I don't think we can necessarily stop feelings, but we can take a breath, a pause, a moment, and then respond to those, right? Identify them and then respond to them. And so... What I want to talk about today is what we can do in that response period, which I think may help out moving forward and perhaps mitigate some of that overwhelm, you know, the next time. So five, I think I got five points here. I got my little, my little board written out. I think I got about five points here. And something that I, that I always want people to understand is that whenever I share content, whether it's on Instagram or on here, it's obviously from my own personal experience. And it's never to be like, this is the only way, this is the right way. And I do want to acknowledge that, like, I realize that we all think differently. And many times, just inherently how I am, how I grew up, how I was raised, how my brain is, it can make certain things easier for me. And, you know, vice versa, there's certain things that would be easier for you, the listener. As such, it's, I'm never here to be like, it's just this easy and just do it. But I will say that, from my perspective, it, it is this simple, where we can break it down to this, and no, it doesn't mean it's that easy, but it's always my goal to provide you with some objective information based on my own experience and some actionable, tangible steps. So that's what I want to do today. I know that when we talk about anxiety, overwhelm, things like that, it, it's very subjective and, and can be very sensitive, and it's not easy, right? It, I've been having a bunch of discussions with a close friend of mine recently about this. And I get it. It is not like there's different brain chemistry. It's not just like, oh, just think differently. Then you'll be better. That is like the worst, the worst fucking advice ever. Uh, something that I like to think about is 
the easiest way to me, the easiest way to do less of something is to do more of something else. And so it's always my goal to try and give you that something else that you can do more of and you can work towards doing more of that will, will perhaps, you know, create less of that other thing you're looking to do less of. So five things that I want to discuss about handle, about how to handle social media overwhelm. So number one, take a fucking break, right? The big point here is show up on social media, show up on Instagram the way that you want to show up on Instagram, right? Commit to it. And that means when you first decide to start using it, or if you've been using it for however long, it doesn't matter. Commit to showing up how you want to show up. If you want to show up every day, cool, then you do that. You want to show up once in a blue moon, once in a never, then fucking do that. Commit to showing up how you want to show up, right? It's not just commit to showing up. It's commit to showing up how you want to show up. To that end, if you're like, fuck, I need a break. This is too much. It's overwhelming. Take a break. I'm giving you the permission that you do not need to take that break. I, maybe, you know, there's concern about what might happen, and we're going to get to that in the future in the subsequent points. But just as the n- number one statement, commit to showing up how you want to show up. And if you need a break, take it. You don't have to announce it. You don't have to apologize for it. You don't have to ask for permission you don't know anything to anyone. You show up on this platform how you want to show up. Number two, turn off all your fucking notifications. So in general, I actually just did a post about this. So I'm recording this on Saturday. I just did a post on Saturday on Instagram about this. And it all it said was my number one piece of advice for anyone using social media, turn off your notifications. And this is not necessarily to prevent anything. It's just that why the fuck are those things on? I think probably one of the biggest things that has contributed to my longevity in this platform, on the platform besides me loving it, right? It's probably the two biggest things. One, I love it. And two, I show up on my own terms. I have never in my whole life had notifications on. That seems so intrusive. And I'm like, I will come to this when I come to this. I'll probably get to it very quickly because I'm on that shit anyway. But I do not need push notifications. I do not need things popping up and being like, someone said something and someone liked something. I don't fucking need that. Right, that's actually one of the gripes that I had with uh, that movie, The the Social Network. I think it was, no, The Social Network, jeez. Uh, the Social Dilemma. Is that it was talking about notifications as like one of the biggest issues. And I'm like, fucking turn them off. Like, it's not that they're forced on you. You can literally it just turn them off. So that is a like golden rule that I have for people is no notifications for anything. I, I don't have them. I don't need them. I'll get to it when I get to it, which will probably be quickly. But it's still on my terms. Number three, and I teach this every, you know, every round of the intensive, curate your experience. So this was, this means when you are on there, let's do everything we can to make it an enjoyable experience. If you are on there and you're just following people who just make you feel bad about yourself and you're constantly comparing yourself to them or you're hate following them, right? Where you're like, oh, great. Sue had time to create another course. Must be nice. That's hate following. Uh, let's cut that out of our life. We don't need that energy in our ecosystem. Curate your experience. When you're on there, enjoy it. So I follow a ton of like cat accounts, cat meme accounts, general meme accounts, uh, California accounts. It's just pictures of California. I'm like, this is where I live. It's literally a picture of the beach I go to every day. And I'm like, this is nice. Looks good from that angle. I've seen that angle and I will agree. 
it looks nice. You do not need to follow people because they follow you. You absolutely do not need to follow your peers. Follow people who you would hang out with in real life and who you'd want to hang out with in real life, not because you feel obligated to follow them or anything like that. So if you have people like that and, and you're currently following them and you're like, but it'll be weird to unfollow them, cool. I'm not trying to start drama. Just mute them, right? This way they don't know, but you don't see their shit either. Go on and enjoy your experience. Look, full disclosure, I get people muted because I know them in person and I'm like, I don't want to follow you because that might be awkward. But you be posting wild shit on Instagram, I'm not trying to deal with it, right? I am protecting my peace. So point number three, curate your experience. Point number four has three points within it because this is my podcast, I do what I want. From a quote directly from my girl, Holly, diversify your joy portfolio. Second part of this, get obsessed with your own life. And lastly, keep your eyes on your own paper. So three parts here, diversify your joy portfolio, get obsessed with your own life and keep your eyes on your own paper. So one of the things that I see is that people, they just derive such, you know, joy, value, joy and value, we'll say, because I can't think of a third thing, joy and value from social media that when it's not going well, they're just fucking gutted and there's nothing else to turn to. Again, tying into my, you know, longevity on this platform, right? Because longevity reigns supreme is that I have other things in my life that I enjoy. Like, I will not lie. When I first started using Instagram, I did not like where I was living. I was living in New York City at the time and I was pretty getting pretty over it, you know, disenchanted by it and I was ready to go. But I had just switched jobs, not just necessarily, but I had switched jobs because I was unhappy in the first place. I was into a new field that I was doing pelvic health or pelvic floor physical therapy. I don't know if you knew that, folks, but yes, I was a pelvic floor physical therapist for, I don't want to say, three plus years of, of my physical therapy career. Uh, I had just started doing CrossFit. That's actually what brought me into Instagram was that I was doing CrossFit and I was like, I can't do this stuff. I want to learn more about it. What's going on? And... I found I you know decided to join Instagram and, and follow some accounts. So I was doing that then. I had actually just finished running the marathon. And the point being diversifying my joy portfolio and not just having this one thing that brought me a sense of fulfillment, a sense of joy, a sense of a sense of value, multiple things. So that when I wasn't, you know, when Instagram's acting a fool, because that happens, because you know, you make a real that you think is going to be so good and it doesn't do well and you're just like fuck I'm working so hard I got nothing to show for it I'm really frustrated go do something else please go outside or go inside go play videos I really don't care whatever else brings you joy go and do that I specifically strategically moved across the country and I live where I live now because it's impossible for me to have a bad day it's impossible even if I wake up and I had some shit and I'm like Bleh. I look outside my window and there's a palm tree. And this is going to be different for everyone. But for me, seeing palm trees has always just brought me such joy. I associate it with, you know, vacation and just warm weather and my body feeling better. Like, I love the sun. I need the sun. Y'all know I got one vitamin D. Like, I got two, actually. I went and got that blood work done. I got two. So I think if I actually, like, go outside in the sun more and, and expose my torso, I was only doing that a little bit at the end before I went and got retested. So I think if I go outside... As per uh, the the recommendation from my guy, Dr. Rachel Rasmussen, brought on for the podcast, dude's so fucking smart. 
Uh, I think if I actually go do that, then I'd probably get up to like three or four white blood, uh, three or four vitamin Ds. My white blood cell count is all good again. That was what my main concern. It's all good, especially being in the middle of the pandemic. I was like, I got two white blood cells. What's happening? Everything's good there. Uh, but what I was saying is that palm trees, they bring me such joy. They, they make me feel good. Being in a place like this makes me feel good. I went for a walk this morning and I was just, it's May gray. And I was still like, fuck man, this is amazing. The beaches here, the beaches are crowded right now. Everyone playing volleyball because it's it's Memorial Day weekend. And I was just like, I'm, I have such joy. And it's okay if this other thing isn't going great or if there's a lot of stuff going on. It's not that I'm like ignoring it or like pretending that bad shit doesn't exist in the world. It's the both and. Everything can't be bad all the time. That is not the way to make things better. We have to have the other side of that, right? which is the joy. I'm totally fine with, you know, being super self-critical and hard on yourself and wanting more. Amazing. But you got to also celebrate yourself. Right? You got to look at the good things as well. It's the both and. So in terms of diversifying your joy portfolio, the, the importance there so that when things get heavy on social media or things aren't going well on social media, you can balance that out, right? It's not about, it's not about balance as a noun. It's about balancing as a verb, and you can lean into other things. And again, like I said, point number one, if it's too much, it's fucking take a break. Getting obsessed with your own life. One of the things we see with social media is that, that comparison trap, and we just, and this is twofold. One, we see it in terms of looking at other people's lives and, you know, if they're showing a highlight reel, which I hear come up and I'm like, I don't experience that personally. And I've polled my audience and I, my audience is my friends and they're people that I know and the people that write back are people I know and like know them in some capacity, but I work with them in the mafia, whatever. And, you know, they subscribe to that same, same approach of, you know, they're not living in that deep in that comparisonitis or they're not following people that are like just out there faking it, right? They've, they've curated their experience, they've cleaned up their feeds and so we're seeing people's, people's lives. But when I say get obsessed with your own life, when I say keep your eyes on your own paper, that, that largely relates to understanding that everyone has a different capacity for everything. And so if you are comparing yourself from a creation standpoint and you're looking at like, oh my God, like, you know, my show posts all the time, like, fuck, it's just so much. Guess what? We have different capacity for these things. I don't have any kids. I will say that a million times. I have Rupert and he is like, the complete opposite of my, my man do, just takes care of himself. Like he's not needy. He doesn't want to cuddle. My guy doesn't want to cuddle except in the morning, five thirty. Any one cuddles, one's coming into the covers. Right? Like it's super easy. I'm not being pulled in a million directions, especially with the kid thing. Like I have the capacity because of the choices I've made, the lifestyle I have, and just because of you know innately, I have the capacity to show up like that. And if you are comparing yourself to me or to someone else who's, who's able to show up more than you, you're going to be disappointed forever and frustrated forever and likely overwhelmed forever. So my advice, keep your eyes on your own paper. Understand that everyone's capacity is different. Run your own race. As it relates to what I had said earlier about the easiest way, in my opinion, to do less of something is to do more of something else. This is where getting obsessed with your own life comes into play. When you find that that, you know, comparisonitis is coming in, go and, and do your own things. When we find ourselves looking around, think about what can I do to not necessarily look within, but to get focused on what's right in front of me, my own shit. 
So for me, if that's going to happen, if I'm like going to be deep into scrolling or being like, God, there's like, you know, eight people doing this, whatever, I'm going to go and create. I'm going to go and get obsessed with my own shit. And whether that's creating content or go out and like go and lift or go and play volleyball, I'm going to get obsessed with my own life. I'm going to turn my focus onto things that I can control and things that are about me. What can I actually be doing? Not just consuming what everyone else is doing. So point number three, diversify your joy portfolio. Shout out to Holly for that quote. Get obsessed with your own life and keep your eyes on your own paper. All right. Lastly, did I say that was point number four? I hope I said that was point number four. Lastly, point number five is trust yourself to handle the outcome. And perhaps that, that point should actually be develop the skills, develop the confidence to trust yourself to handle the outcome. I think that people struggle a little bit with like, should I take a break? And like, is it okay? Because they believe, and I'm not saying it's it's wrong or right, but they believe that if they take a break, they're going to fall behind, right? They're going to lose some engagement. They're going to lose some of the traction that they've made. It's going to look a certain way. People are going to think something about them, right? They're, they're concerned about the outcome and the possible consequences, right? Consequences being just a fact, not necessarily being negative, right? Just as the outcome of something. I said it before, and I will likely do an entire podcast about it when I really get more thoughts, or maybe I'll just make a podcast that's like one minute long, a podcast episode, excuse me, it's one minute long, which is true courage, my true confidence doesn't come from doing the thing and trusting that you can do the thing. It comes from trusting that you can handle the outcome. If we take it back to physiology, we take it back to my physical therapy days, you can never jump higher than your nervous system believes you can attenuate the impact from. So if you want to change someone's someone's jumping height, you can do it incrementally very quickly by having them do like a box, a box, um, like a depth drop, a box drop, and they just are, they are on top of the surface and they jump down to the ground. When the nervous system says, oh, you can handle it. Obviously, they have to like land and not, <laughs> not break apart. When they land from that, suddenly the nervous system says, oh, you're actually safe. You can handle that. And their vertical will improve. It's not going to like turn to Michael Jordan overnight, you know, or in that moment. But it will improve from if you had tested them before they did that depth drop. Um, why? Because the nervous system said you can handle the outcome of this thing. It's, it's no different than running. You can never run faster than you can slow down safely. Never going to lift more than you can actually lower and control safely. So same thing goes for any of these actions in life and business. If you can learn to trust yourself to handle the outcome, which if we use the example I just gave about the boxes, you need to expose yourself to that outcome first and learn that you didn't die, right? Expose yourself to the outcome. Take a moment, take a pause, reflect on it, dissect it, get objective about it and be like, okay, this is what happened and this is what I did. I took a break. I took a day off. Did the world collapse? Did I lose all of my followers? Did my account get banned? Like what happened? Did anybody even notice I was gone? Maybe not. Perhaps you're worried about that. Maybe you're worried people are going to forget about me or people have already forgotten about me. They don't know. This is where it's important. Take some time. Think about these things, and then we can move forward. But this last point I think is hugely important is develop the skill to trust yourself or develop the skill of trusting yourself to handle the outcome. All right, so recapping that, number one, 
Take a break. Commit to showing up on social media the way that you want to show up. Number two, no notifications. Turn them bitches off. Number three, curate your experience. Number four, this is a three-parter, diversify your joy portfolio, get obsessed with your own life, and keep your eyes on your paper. Number five, develop the skill to be able to trust yourself to handle the outcome. All right, that's all I got for you. If you're feeling like you need a break from Instagram, take a fucking break from Instagram. And when you get back, I'll be there probably, unless I'm taking a break, to say hello. All right. I do believe I'm going to wrap it up. I've got no asks, got no announcements or anything like that for you this time as always endlessly appreciative for every single one of you until next time friends maestro out